Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading 2 Kings 19 and 20. But before we jump in, I want to thank all of you who have left a review on this podcast. Our goal is to get to 1,000 reviews by January, and we're a little over halfway there. Leaving a review helps new friends find the journey and is a great way for the team and I to hear from y'all as to how Join the Journey has been a blessing to you and how we can help it become an even more helpful tool as you engage with God through His Word. So all that said, please leave a review if you haven't yet. But regardless of whether you've left a review or not, we are in 2 Kings 19-20, through focusing on Hezekiah's legacy. Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old. Think about that. Where were you when you were 25? When I was 25, I had just started working for Watermark's young adult ministry, The Porch. It was my third job post-college. And at the time, I thought this was going to be a dream year. Professionally, like Hezekiah, I'd done relatively well for my age, but COVID hit right before I turned 25. So my new job and adult life didn't look quite as I had expected it to. The bad news of the pandemic struck everyone, no matter how old. And really, like most 25-year-olds, I was truly just starting to learn what it looked like to live with healthy rhythms as an adult. The only hiccup being this era of my life took place during COVID. So nobody, no matter how old, knew what was ahead or what was in store. The world felt uncertain, unsure, and afraid. And we see a similar reality at the beginning of chapter 19. King Hezekiah got some bad news. The question is, where did he turn? When life throws curveballs at you, where do you go? Do you run to the Lord or do you run to the news or to Netflix, numbing out scrolling on your phone? I'll tell you what, candidly, that can be my ditch. When bad news comes your way, do you get tangled up in anxieties or worries? Does your time with the Lord suffer or does it flourish? Our response to bad news and unexpected outcomes says a lot about where our faith is, the strength of our character, and our responses to bad news help us better understand where we can grow to be more like Jesus. But if we don't respond well or take the time to evaluate our response, we can find ourselves in despair, lonely, or even doubting God. In today's episode, we're looking at Hezekiah's legacy. What can we learn from him, from King Hezekiah? And as the chapter begins, we read in verse 1, When King Hezekiah heard their report, some bad news, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. He got bad news, and rather than talking to his friends about it or trying to ignore it or forget it, he goes straight to the temple of the Lord, the Lord's house. When trouble strikes you, where do you go? Later on in the chapter, King Hezekiah gets a discouraging letter from the Assyrian king, and we see in verse 14, After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Skipping to verse 19. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, our God. Once again, in the face of bad news, Hezekiah brings his troubles to the Lord. And we flip over to chapter 20, 
And we read starting in verse 1. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. It's bad news. But verse 2. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. And he broke down and wept bitterly. Verse 4. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. And three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life and I will rescue you from the city, from the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant, David. And so once again, we see the pattern. Hezekiah gets bad news and he turns to the Lord for help. And all throughout the scriptures, this behavior is encouraged. Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Or Acts 17, 26 through 27. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. In the face of trouble, it is a good thing to seek the Lord. But this raises another question. After you seek him, then what? What's next? It's relatively easy to lift up a prayer, but then what? Things got better for Hezekiah, but it's here in chapter 20 that this good track record starts to end. Hezekiah gets 15 more years of life after seeking the Lord in the scriptures. We're led to believe that Hezekiah forgets who rescued him, who delivered him. As we keep reading in the chapter, chapter 20, the king of Babylon came to visit and Hezekiah gives him a special tour. Hezekiah received the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure. Houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in the royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. That's verse 13. And as we continue reading, which I hope we've all already read these chapters, if not, pause the episode, pull the car over, go read. But as the chapter ends, we learn that Isaiah isn't pleased by Hezekiah's decision to show off everything he thinks he owns. Remember, everything we own is God's. We're just stewards of it. In Hezekiah's life, it seems to have taken a turn of selfishness as the scriptures let us in on the condition of his heart. Isaiah's like, hey, probably, probably wasn't a good idea to show off like that because the Babylonians, they're going to attack Israel in the future. And now they know the ins and outs of the kingdom. And instead of hearing that news and repenting or running to the Lord like he's always done, we get verse 19. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, this message you've given me from the Lord is good. For the king was thinking, at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. At least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Selfishness. After a life of faithfully seeking the Lord, Hezekiah's Hezekiah's journey ends somewhat poorly. He got 15 extra years, but it seems he only further built up his own empire. 
The last verses of the chapter, chapter 20, read, The rest of the events in Hezekiah's reign, including the extent of his power and how he built a pool and dug a tunnel to bring water into the city, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. Think First, Second Chronicles. Hezekiah died and his son Manasseh became the next king. Now, the tunnels he built, they're super cool, actually. An amazing architectural and engineering feat. I've actually been in them. We'll link a video in the episode description. It's cool and all. But his son Manasseh, he rebuilt all the idols his father had torn down. It's, he wasn't a great king. It's almost as if Hezekiah spent the last 15 years of his life building his own empire rather than investing in the next generation of God's people. So as we conclude our study on Hezekiah, I think we're left to ask two questions. Number one, it's simple. What's your immediate reaction when bad news comes your way? Do you run directly to the Lord seeking to pray and meet with him? Why or why not? And then number two, when or where in your life are you tempted to be swept away by luxury, success, or the praise of others and neglect faithfulness in your relationships? For me personally, The praise of others can be a snare. It's so tempting for me to work really, really hard such that others will praise me. But in such an instance, I can become such a workaholic that I neglect the people and the relationships God has put around me. That's that's my takeaway from this passage is to pay attention to people. Don't get carried away by success. But what's your response? Spend some time thinking about it today. And as always... I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.